Welcome, you've arrived at Rockademia U, where the garage end, Beethoven rolls over, and the ivory tower meets the street. No need to cut off your hair, but saddle up or buckle up as you will, because today is Cinco de Mayo, the earth is in bloom, and time has come to head off into that wild, unknown country. This is J.B. Pariah, and today, in defiance of Dylan's sage advice not to follow leaders, we're taking a journey with our trailblazing ride to the Purple Sage south of the border. But first, a warning from El Presidente de los Estados Unidos about the bad hombres who might cross our paths as they sneak over, under, sideways, down, and round about that big, beautiful wall that Mexico has graciously agreed to lay their pesos down for. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're not sending you. They're not sending you. They're sending people that have lots of problems, and they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists, and some, I assume, are good people. Yeah, like maybe the next Richie Valens, or Santana, or Los Lobos, or Joan Baez, or Frida Kahlo, or Diego Rivera, etc., etc. But enough said. Since discretion is the better part of valor, we still best pause for one last cup of coffee before we go to that valley below. Now, the first recording of this four-chord masterpiece with that south-of-the-border feel appeared on Desire, which came out in 1976. As you may be aware, Dylan lyrics are often laced with snippets from a wide range of known, little-known, or unknown writers, all of them unacknowledged. But on this album, Dylan shared writing credits with Jacques Levy, but as to who said what, it's anybody's guess. My hunch is that Levy probably added a word or line here and there. This live version comes not from a cantina, but from the Supper Club in New York, where in 1993 Dylan did two back-to-back shows on consecutive nights, all of which I expect to be officially released about the time I turn 93, assuming I do, of course, many a Dylan fan having gone into that good night without their Dylan appetite being sated. 
Now I'm going to skip ahead to the last verse where the speaker addresses the seductress. You've never learned to read or write. There's no books upon your shelf. And your pleasure knows no limits. Your voice is like a middle line. But your heart is like an ocean. Mysterious and dark. One more cup of coffee far away. Now, I hope you noticed there the change in voice and vigor versus the Supper Club version, which was recorded 18 years after the Rolling Thunder review version we just sampled. It just goes to show what 18 years of Java in the company of a Mexican seductress like the Egyptian goddess Isis can do to you. Now, if you add up eyes like jewels, straight back, smooth hair, a voice like a metal arc, a heart like an ocean, mysterious and dark, all lying not on a big brass bed, but on a pillow, loyal only to the stars, illiterate, and with a libido that knows no limits. What you have is a hot Latina of the Mexican variety, or if you prefer, Salma Hayek in From Dusk to Dawn. Now this is a well-worn trope. In 1965, for instance, Jay and the Americans had a border town encounter with just such a seductress. Here's a snippet. In a little cafe, just the other side of the border She was sitting there giving me looks that made my mouth water So I started walking her way She belonged to Batman Jose And I knew, yes I knew I should leave When I heard her say That tune was written by Tommy Boyce and Bobby Hart, by the way, who also had hits with other artists like the Monkees and their I'm Not Your Stepping Stone, a distant cousin of Like a Rolling Stone. But even before that, you had the country star Marty Robbins and his rendition of El Paso in 1959. Let's sample the opening. Out in the West Texas town of El Paso I fell in love with a Mexican girl Nighttime would find me in Rose's cantina Music would play and Farina would whirl Blacker than night were the eyes of Farina Wicked and evil while casting a spell my love was deep for this Mexican maiden I was in love but in vain I could tell Now take a quick listen to these similar guitar stylings by Charlie McCoy on Desolation Row from Dylan's Highway 61. Selling postcards of the hanging They're painting the passports brown 
The beauty parlor is filled with sailors The circus is in town Here comes the blind commissioner They've got him in a trance One hand is tied to the tightrope walker The other is in his pants And the riot squad, they're restless They need somewhere to go As Lady and I look out tonight from Desolation Road Now, back to El Paso. What happens is the speaker gets in a gunfight at Rosa's Cantina when a wild young cowboy flirts with the bewitching Felina. The speaker kills his rival but has to go on the run. A few verses later, though, his love for Felina brings him back to El Paso and Rosa's. And that's where we pick up the story. Something is dreadfully wrong, for I feel a deep burning pain in my side. Though I am trying to stay in the saddle, I'm getting weary, unable to ride. But my love for Felina is strong, and I rise where I fall. Though I am weary, I can't stop to rest I see the white puff of smoke from the rifle I feel the bullet go deep in my chest From out of nowhere, Felina has found me Kissing my cheek as she kneels by my side Cradled by two loving arms that I'll die for One little kiss and Felina goodbye. From a bullet for love in El Paso to another in romance in Durango, only this time with a twist. Here the speaker has secured his enchantress, Magdalena, and they're both on the run, the speaker evidently having held a gun that killed someone. As they ride, he assures Magdalena that soon the horse will take them to Durango, that they'll make it past the desert and she'll be dancing the fandango, and they'll get married in a little church by a padre who'll recite the prayers of old, yada, yada, yada. But wouldn't you know, even though God is watching over them as they ride, Dios nos vigila, this happens. Was that the thunder that I heard? Come step on me, don't say a word Oh, can it be that I am a slave? Break my delay, I'll take my gun Look up in the hills, that flash of a light Aim well, my little Romance in Durango is another song from Desire, which seems suitably named just on the basis of these two songs. I trust you notice that the rhythm turns into a trot or maybe even a slow gallop during the choruses. 
That sort of shift in rhythm is a rarity for Dylan, but the idea of mimicking horse rhythms goes back a long way. For instance, how about this excerpt from Rossini's William Tell Overture? with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hayo Silver, the Lone Ranger. Hayo Silver, away! With his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early West. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. The Lone Ranger rides again. If that rousing gallop took you right back in front of the TV screen watching The Lone Ranger, well, your random access memory is still operable. As is mine, because it stirred a memory about a Mad Magazine cartoon where The Lone Ranger and Tonto were surrounded by Indians. The Lone Ranger looks stoically at his sidekick and says, Well, Tonto, looks like we're done for. Tonto looks back. What do you mean, we? And now for memory test two. Can you identify this Western theme song? Now, if that theme at horse neck speed triggered memories of watching Bonanza, another classic Western from the 60s, your memory remains sharp as a piece of cut glass. But as a public service reminder, I want to pause here to remind you to make sure your Medicare, Social Security, and, if applicable, pacemaker are up to date. Especially if you have an Acrosipalina or Magdalena in the cantina of your dreams, or more likely, behind the counter of your local Taco Bell. But the question yet to be answered is what could drive desperados of otherwise sound mind and body to take a bullet for their beloved? Perhaps this mashup of takes holds the key.
would ride She would listen For my spurs Throw that big door Open wide Raise those laughing eyes of hers Oh, how the night Would go a-flying All too soon I'd hear her sighing In her sweet And quiet tone Haven't seen her since that night I can't cross the line you know They want me full A gambling fight Like as not It's better so She was mixed And I was white Like as not It's better so Since that last wild night I kissed her I left her heart I lost my own Adios Mi corazón You might have noticed But in that last snippet from a Blood on the Tracks outtake of 1975, the Dylan changed the cause of the speaker's exile across the line from a gambling fight to miscegenation. It wasn't until 1967 that the Supreme Court decreed, in the Loving v. Virginia case, that all state anti-miscegenation laws were unconstitutional. And yes, Loving and Virginia are the real names of the litigants. A liner note. Despite his multiple stabs at the song, Dylan didn't actually write Spanish's The Loving Tongue. According to Wikipedia, a fellow named Billy Simon wrote the music in 1925 to a poem called A Border Affair by Charles Badger Clark in 1907. Clark was a cowboy poet who lived throughout the American West and was named the Poet Laureate of South Dakota in 1937. Now, you don't have to have taken a stats course to realize that one border affair is too small a sample size to conclude that of all the languages out there, Spanish is the loving tongue. Dylan's ancestors would likely say Yiddish is, of course, and some of mine would probably say Gaelic. Meanwhile, I'm sure we all know of at least one English-speaking woman who longs to be Parisian and would say French is the loving tongue pointing to the prominence of the French kiss as proof. But whatever tongue you tie to your love life, how on earth did the empire of the Aztecs end up speaking Spanish? In a nutshell, they were defeated by Cortes and his conquistadors, 
who first arrived on the Mexican Gulf side of the coast around the early 1500s. Montezuma, who oversaw his empire from the inland capital of Tenochtitlan, and who was of a culture with the mindset that time was circular, that all was preordained, and that there was really nothing new under the sun, was ill-equipped to deal with these intrusive strangers. Unwilling to engage them directly, he tried to persuade the Spaniards to leave the country by sending gold. Other chiefs offered women. But of course, these only spurred the intruders on. Would threatening to make human sacrifices of them, or even cannibalizing them, turn the trick? Not a chance. For the conquistadors not only had a yen for gold, they had God on their side, Christian style. In short order, Cortez and a couple hundred soldiers marched to the capital to begin battling in earnest, dispensing with a vast and mighty Aztec civilization in about two years. Add tons of years in intermingling and you get Nahuatl being supplanted by Espanol, the loving tongue, when it's not clubbing. But of course, the Spaniards are not alone in being spurred by the lure of money. Here we have the alternately titled Hills of Mexico from the basement tapes and On the Trail of the Buffalo, a live recording from the early 1990s. Was in the town of Griffin in the year of 65. And well, no famous fellow stepped up to me and tied, saying, How do you do, young cowboy? And how'd you like to go? In the summer pleasantly in the hills of Mexico. Where me being out of work right then to this broker I did say. When it's going out on the buffalo. Depends upon your pain But if you pay good wages Transportation to and fro I think I might go with you To the hills of Mexico With all this flapping talking Signed up quite a train Some ten or twelve a number Some able-bodied man Our trip it was a pleasant one As we hit the westward road Till we reached old Boggy Creek In the heart of old Mexico
working season ended, but the drover would not pay. He said, your bar's been extravagant and you're all in debt to me. But the cowboys never did hear such a thing as a bankrupt law. So he left that drover's bones to bleach on the hills of the buffalo. And thus ends part one of our excursion into that wild, unknown country, not in a hail of bullets, but on a happy note, as our lonesome cowboy leads us back to the safety of hearth and home. But will he stay put, or will his itchy foot spur him back across the border? You probably know the answer. But if you want to make sure, stock up on some tacos and tamales, add some salsa chips, guacamole, rice and beans, and of course tequila or salty margarita to wash it all down and join us for part two of the fiesta thanks for listening to dylan goes south of the border part one estoy jv of rockademia u saying adios all wrongs righted all rights reserved 2019